I'm about to blow. I gotta stay on my hustle, you know that I'm grinding for sure. I came out right from the bottom, now they see me chasing my goals. Now they see me on the go, now they see me on the road. It's time to hustle, yeah, it's time to grow. I'ma shoot for the stars and we ain't for the gold. It's time to hustle, yeah, it's time to grow. You can just keep, yeah. I th you're tightening's that way. That's not really helping, is it? Hmm. Nah, I got it right. Get that mic Get to the right there. height, bro. Tighten, there, tighten, bro. tighten that baddie right up, bro. Oh, yeah, otherwise it'll sag. Yeah, it? it'll it'll fall on you. On that sag factor, bro. <laughs> <laughs> pull it, pull it towards you. Pull it towards you. Oh, there you go. Sweet. You good. Yeah, bro. Welcome That's back, brother. All right, thanks for having me again, man. Got the invite again. Good to link up again, bro. Fuck. I was used to seeing you quite often last year, and obviously because you didn't play code this year, didn't get to see your pretty face as much this year, bro. <laughs> yeah, fortunately, bro, I didn't get my face and my bad jokes either. So, <laughs> nah, I thought I'd give that a, a rest this year. But, nah, congrats to you and the boys. Though. It's been, yeah, it was, a, was mean watching you fellas. Um, oh, it was a cool year, bro. Yeah, it was a cool in. year. Yeah, well, you turned up a couple of times. What happened? You just like yeah. realized, like, fuck. Probably yeah, I came to preseason, bro. Like, probably a little overweight too at preseason, and just sort of oh, seeing yeah. the, <laughs> the the caliber of <laughs> yeah the caliber of the boys there. I was like, fuck, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be battling to even make a, a C team here. But <laughs> but no, in all honesty, it was like yeah, the team. Oh, like yeah, everyone was just like um, well ahead, and I think the training I turned up to it was like. Uh, must have been like a, an opposed team run. Oh yeah. <laughs> and you know when you're not in a team, you're sort of just floating, floating. and sifting all night. Yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. that, and I just felt like, oh, it was a bit of a waste of time. But yeah. didn't matter too much anyway. I made the most of my um, Saturdays and Tuesday, Thursday nights outside mm. of it. But yeah, hope, yeah, hopefully yeah. next year, bro. Yeah, is he gonna make an appearance back or what? You gonna have time? Yeah. Or oh, I feel like it's one of those things. They like if you fully commit to rugby. You'll make the time for it, and yeah. I think this year I was just sort of half and half. Like I'll, pl I'll play when I can, but yeah, yeah. So um, definitely keen to make the time for it because it's always good to, um, like we spoke in the last podcast about networking and getting to know people and people knowing you and what yeah. you do. So yeah, hopefully, bro, I'll be back next year. Yeah, it's because um, even like I was thinking from you would have even noticed it from the last year to this year, the whole like. Play, player caliber changed, but the whole like culture in the club, I reckon, just changed hugely. Yeah, um, and like you said, like the networking and the business side of things. Like, if you're thinking that way, like it's definitely become a lot more beneficial because I think we've got a lot of a lot more engaged sponsors and things like that. And you know, like rugby is such a community thing, especially club rugby. Like, you never know what can come out of it, and you're a fucking handy player. So it's not like it's not like you're just there. To, you're not making up numbers, bro. Like you're a good player. So. Um, Definitely, we definitely need you back in there, bro. Yeah, watch the space. Eh? Maybe, yeah, uh, maybe have to look at trying to get a Maya Media um, sponsored signage uh, in around there somewhere, eh? Bro, do you know? Do you know um, what what I thought would would be cool? I think I mentioned it. To, to, it I definitely mentioned it to them once. Like, so if you were to somehow work out a way where um, you you got to do some uh, like service for the the club. In terms of like some video footage, whether it be like you know I don't know like a little promo reel every few weeks or something like that, um, in return for a sponsorship package for you, like 
fucking I reckon that's a cool handy way to like benefit both sides, you know, rather than just like them asking you for help because you're a club man. Um, or you having to pay anything, like services each way, you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely, bro. I have to um, drop a contract or, or something, <laughs> I'd, I'd be open to that. Because, yeah, that's the content I love, I'd, I'd love to make, eh? Yeah. But um, it just comes down to, like, time and, like, where I can sort of um, invest, it, invest my free time, eh? But, yeah, yeah um, rugby content is, yeah, something I'm definitely Because you to. did the Bay stuff, eh, for... A did you just do that one or have you been doing any more? Um, so I just did a one-off for the steamers. Um, yeah. It was mainly, they had a few things they wanted me to sort of capture in a day. I was mainly keen to just make reels. Yeah. Um, but they sort of had needed photographs of like the hospo tents, um, people oh, in yeah. the people in the stands. Um, yeah, a whole bunch of stuff. But I'm going to go back and do a couple more games um, before yeah. the end of the year. But um, yeah, that, that's just a prime example of like, the stuff I want to do, but it's yeah. quite tricky because they don't have much of a. Well, I don't know. I can't assume with their financials, but yeah. um, from what they've told me, they'd be real keen to have me there all the time. But it's just a, a budget, budget thing. Yeah. So, um, we'll see, bro. See how that. Hopefully that uh that new Silver Lake investment. Have you seen that? No, no, no. So that um Silver Lake like private equity firm in America, they just bought like shares in the New Zealand rugby. Oh, true. Very recently. Lots of money. Oh shit! And that yeah, that money's getting filtered down into unions and things like that. So, like they're starting to talk about giving handouts of, to clubs, like to up to around forty thousand dollars, like to help improve club rugby. Um, but like even that, bro, that's more money in the clubs, and that should be something I think. Like, bro, whether the world's heading at the moment, the game you're in, that sort of service, that's fucking so key right now, man, to growth, eh? Hundred percent, eh? And it, and it's like if you're not doing it as well, you're almost like, fuck, come mm. on, guys, <laughs> like get yeah. with it, eh? Like if you, yeah, look at the Super Rugby teams, like what some of them do, um, yeah. for content, um, or even if you just compare NZ to Australia, eh? Like the NRL, like, mm. fuck, their content fuck is, yeah, is unreal, bro. So um, mean, eh? And what that does for like, I feel the game attractiveness, like, yeah, like if if kids and that are spending more time on screens, like. It's just one of those things, yeah. If, yeah. You, if you give them something that's epic to watch and builds mm. a hype, um, yeah, it's just creating that sort of hype and engagement around today. So, what's your favorite type of content to do? Um, I quite like um, gym content, eh? Like people okay. working out, yep. people training. So, I guess, um, like gym athletes and sport, I suppose, like all of that all together is quite fun to do. Yep. Um, it's quite tricky. Like, I'd love to do. Yeah, I don't know, like a CrossFit athlete or something. That would be quite cool to do because when someone's like massive and swole, like yeah. <laughs> it's really easy to make your work look good because they look like a beast. Oh, uh, right. But when yeah, you're okay. doing like everyday people, that becomes a bit more of a challenge, but it's yeah. still fun. So definitely that stuff. Um, like I mentioned before, I love um, like rugby content as well, rugby or yeah. rugby league. Haven't done a heck of a lot. That's just because no one pays for yeah, yeah, <laughs> content yeah. creators and. Well, some do, but yeah. um, so that bro, and, and definitely travel content. That's something um, that me and my wife we love. Mm. Um, yeah, going to new places and seeking new adventures, bro. So yeah, those are definitely like the things that I love um, creating content in. You know that? Um, do you know Shyleaf Level? Yeah, bro. Fuck. He's See the thing he's doing with um, SJ. Yeah, I saw that. Or is it something new? I remember at the start of the year he was editing his yeah. vlogs. Um, I don't know what he's doing now. Yeah, I saw say he put up something about 
I don't know. It looked like he was making a bit of an ad for him for whatever his sponsor is. I don't know who his sponsor is. Do you know who he's with? Nah, nah, I'm not too sure. But he's, I don't know him personally, but I've saw, I've even saw like maybe the first vlog he did for Sean Johnson and I was mm. like, oh cool, that's a good idea, like connecting directly with the athletes. Yeah. And there's been actually a lot of content creators that have been um, moving into that space, yeah. I feel, for like their own personal branding. Um Trying to think of an example. There's a Rico guy. Rico Ioane, he was trying yeah. to do it for a bit. Yeah, the, well, there's a guy, Stacey Tapsall, that does oh, yeah. Rico's oh, content. Yeah, yeah. I think he did a bit for Aaron Smith as well. There's a guy, Um, I think it's Johnny Hendrick. Yes. Yeah. He yeah. does TJ Pedernutter's yeah. content. And a bit of Artie in that as well. Yeah, eh? yeah, bro. So there's a few guys that are sort of... Um, He's picked up a gig out of that, eh? That Highland- Johnny guy. Yeah, with the Highlanders, bro. See, that's just, just from that... Yeah, just right. linking up with like players like that. Yeah, automatically, it's become a proper career pathway for him. Yeah, for sure, bro. And I mean, some of those guys too are really good at um, other forms of content too that they like do travel content for. Um, but yeah, there's definitely been a lot of growth in that area of content creators linking up directly with athletes yeah. um, to do that style of content. Something I'd probably love to do. It'd be interesting to know um, with some of these deals that people have. Going like if they're getting paid or whether it's just straight exposure. I'd say there'd probably be a bit of both though. There's probably some that are getting paid, but some are probably just doing it because they want to get some exposure, like you said. Yeah. How would that work for you? Like, how would you be able, how would you, would you put them sort of on a contract like you would with a client? Yeah, I guess if I was trying to like. It's pretty um, hard to just do the editing or do you follow them around or like. Yeah, I guess it's like. Um, depending on what the player sort of can get like yeah. access to eh, within their, their clubs and that. But um, yeah, sort of depending on what they'd be willing to pay, eh? like whether mm. it's like a weekly or a monthly thing. I know um, the likes of Aaron Smith, I feel like Stacey Tapps, all the content creator for him, um, it was like after every game he'd play, he would um, grab the photos of the game and make a cool like swipey post. Um, like a carousal, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then you'll have some video highlights in the end as well. So whether so that how you say that, yeah, oh, what the f- what do you call it? Carousel, carousel or something? Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I'm probably saying it wrong, boy. But <laughs> <laughs> the carousel, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that might be how you say it though. I actually don't be. know. Yeah, um, yeah. So there's a few guys that yeah, definitely getting into that space. So um, you never know, eh? Um, at the moment as well, try, I'm waiting to hear back from from the Chiefs as well. Um, oh, you talked to me about that. That's yeah, right. yeah. So um, it's pretty funny actually. Someone that I knew just from back back home in Matamata, like um, she was a couple of years younger than me, but my brother was a was him was her personal trainer or her mum's personal trainer. Yeah. Um, and I didn't know that she does the social media for the Chiefs, but yeah. Um, we were like Facebook friends I had no idea Fuck. And then um, She just messaged me And said Hey um, I've seen Some of the content You do And I saw the recent one You did for the steamers um, And we're looking for A, a content Content creator On a Project basis So um, That works like, perfectly Doesn't it Yeah 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 um, That we Yeah for the upcoming season Would you be interested So um, Yeah I was keen as So Basically, it's with them to sort of figure out what their schedule looks like and then they'll come back to me and, oh, good, um, good. yeah, I'll just have a look at that, bro, and sort of try and give them some some price and, and some um, pricing towards so that. So, like, by project, do they mean, like, what do they mean, like, 
a whole like, season? Is that a project or? I think it would be like game by game basis. So like a project would be um, like each home game might be a project or even behind the scenes. All right. Okay. That's interesting, bro. That would be cool because that's, like you said, that's an area that you want to sort of go into or f- you like shooting content in that area. Yeah. Fuck it, I, c- I can just imagine it would it'd be fun to like do. I, I think there's so much content that could come out of, say, like rugby and sport and things like that, which I've talked to the Mount Club actually about on a smaller scale. Like I was saying how cool there's the content that you could do throughout sport and in particular rugby. Like little examples of like um, – like Mike, Mike and a player up mm. at training and like just like getting like what he's talking about during a training and just like following him around with the camera and getting funny videos, putting it together in a reel. Like that's interesting. Bro. And like people, f- like because it's so like, like I don't know. I don't know how you call it, but like I don't know what you'd call it, but you know, people don't get that every day. Like you can't, you don't know what they're talking about at trainings and things like that. It's kind of like exclusive, like, you know, yeah. exclusive content. For sure, Brian. Like when you understand a person, like um, you know, that's not a player. Um, sorry, when you understand um, the person that isn't the player, um, you know who they are when they're training. Or you think of like Brandon Smith, bro. He's a classic example of um, of great entertainment. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's crack of it. But yeah, there's so many opportunities, eh? Like within um, within these clubs and teams to churn out like. Great, great yeah. content. There's enough, you know, funny players. Like That's I what we're doing in that Fiji thing, bro. Oh yeah, yeah. That um, that I hit you up about. Remember yeah. that? Is it your seven? Is it your, your nines? Yeah, oh, nines. nines. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Geordie Stone's coming with us. Oh, and nice. His role the whole time is just content. Like, we're gonna vlog the whole thing, document, make this big like documentary vlog type video for our YouTube channel. Um, but while he's there, we're just going to be doing heaps of like little content for reels and stuff just for our Instagram. Like just um, cool team namings, funny like behind the scenes videos mm. of like like miking one of the boys up during a game and just like listening to them, what they talk about on the field and shit like that. Just heaps of funny stuff that that people would find entertaining. And it's not, for say for me, like it's not necessarily, um, I don't know, it's not necessarily f- fashion content. But like it's interesting content and it's it relates to us and like who we are as a brand and who I am as a person. So like that's where I feel like it builds for us. Definitely, bro. And like we've said before in the in the last podcast, like if you're creating entertaining stuff, like well, it's just like yeah, if you can't make them buy, like at least try and make them laugh, you know. And um, if you build that relationship and um, portray you know that that's your culture you know it's having a laugh footy all those sorts of things and yeah. people want to um they won't want to miss out on that they want to get in on it jab <laughs> jab jab right hook bro that's it bro <laughs> i think i might have said that last time when we talked about this too yeah 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 jab 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 right hook it's exactly that bro um yeah gary v the goat yeah. obviously promotes that massively yeah yeah bro it's a good philosophy eh? like um can't stress that enough to just don't get caught up in that instant um, yeah. reward. Eh? Just keep chipping away at useful content, funny content, and then eventually um, people that want to, they'll buy into it and yeah, you'll land that hook. Do you um, do you help people with their content ideas? Like, Yeah. So how, how do you approach that if you're going into... Um, 
But yeah, give us an example of so client you have and how you approach that. Yeah, sweet, bro. So typically for a lot of our um, clients, they're on a on a video subscription. So okay. that might be one video per month or one video every two months. And basically what goes into that video is a is a planning session. So in that session, that's where we'll catch up and I'll pretty much ask them, hey, um, what things do you really need to sell at the moment or um, what areas of your business do you feel like you need to spotlight? So it might be me asking them questions or it might even be something I've seen online, bro, that I've, yeah. I've seen that's like, I don't know, funny or crack up and I've said, oh, I saw this great video example that I thought would be really cool for you guys to try and do like your yeah, own, your own right. take on it. Like with one client we did, um, we did like a fear factor video <laughs> where we oh had yeah. them like their staff members blindfolded and they were touching random shit on plates like trying to guess what it was. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, these guys are plumbers so they're sort of used to like, I don't know, getting hands on. With right, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it was sort of relevant to the area but um, so yeah, that's the sort of way that we sort of um, come up with ideas with clients so it's a bit of a synergy of like they tell us what they need um, or they might even have an idea themselves and then um, it's just pretty much putting that into a who, what, where, and when plan. That's interesting, yeah, because that's a, that's one thing that people, are, I guess, um, and I'm guilty of it too in certain areas, like when people will just think like, oh, a videographer will charge this much for a video, and they're like, oh, fuck, all they have to do is like video the video the <laughs> video them and then put it together on a computer, and they're done, and they charge like a thousand bucks or something like that, you know. Run us through the process of from start to finish. If you were to do a video for a client, like you just said, obviously you you must start with the planning session. Yeah, run us. Start to finish, how you'd get a video out there. Yes, yeah, sweet, cool. So um, let's say we're planning a video, um, let's just say for yourself, for, for 138. Um, yep. So we're in a, we're having a meeting, having a coffee. Basically, you might say to me, hey, bro, we've got, um, we've got a range of hoodies that we're going to drop um, at the end of the month. Really want a cool video that's like... Um, winter beachy vibes I don't know something like that yep. so you might give me that as your sort of like what you're sort of thinking and where you want to market yep. and then based off that we'll go okay cool um, we'll sort of rev uh, work in reverse I suppose so we'll sort of want to figure out who is this video you know for and by doing that we're going to um, be able to pinpoint what platform the video needs to be designed for um, so whether that's Facebook YouTube or, or Instagram that sort of allows us to Plan, plan it and design it specifically to that or we might go okay we'll do one video and then we'll sort of chop it up in different versions that can be put to different um, platforms so based on that that's sort of our starting point like cool who do we want this to get in front of so say if it was 60 year olds yeah. um, we'd just go sweet we'll probably just go to Facebook because that's where a lot of them spend their time mm. um, and then yeah, if it's a younger crew then we'd be looking at Instagram, um, yeah, and in in the format of, of reels, I suppose. So um, now you might say to me, you really want to target, um, yeah, like it's winter beach vibes. So based on that, I'll maybe come up with an idea of like, I like having a bit of a story for each video too, like um, instead of just being like, yeah, let's just chuck some clothes on some people and get some nice slow-mos of them walking. Like, that stuff looks cool, and I reckon it's super useful. Um, but I like to have a story, so maybe it could be, like, 
the story could be win the morning, win the day. Um, and we might have, say, if you've got three different types of hoodies, we might have three different characters that are dressed in your different style of hoodie. And it could be just following each person um, going through their morning routine. So for one person, it could be, yeah, someone could be like waking up, cup of coffee, standing outside. That could be them. Um, I don't know, yeah. their way of winning the morning. For someone else, it could be training or like running um, at sunrise or something. That could be them doing that. Um, and then like a third person, it could be maybe they're into, I don't know, walking up the mount or something. That would be like a, a classic. Um, and then Can I use this? Fuck. <laughs> 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 I'm like, I'm, there's ideas flowing through my head. I'm like, oh, I like this idea. Yeah, bro. Fuck, we'll have to make it come to life, bro. Um, yeah, I'll do something like that, bro. And it's sort of like, you know, you're seeing these people like... Um, have you just, have you done that before? Or did that just come off the top of your head? I've sort of done something similar, bro. It didn't sort of work out the way I wanted to just mm. because... Um, and that's it too, bro. We're filming sometimes, like... You'll come up with a hundred percent detailed plan, but it not everything goes goes to plan. So, yeah, um, yeah sometimes you just got to be like I don't know, sixty seventy percent um, plan to allow a little bit of ad lib. Yeah, um, I'd imagine you'd have stuff in your head too, as what it, as to what it would have looked like, or you'd hope it'd look like, and then when you do it, it doesn't actually look as good as you yeah, thought it would. Yeah, that happens heaps, bro. And like sometimes you've just got to accept that. Bite the bullet, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Like even just on that idea I was talking about, it could be, um, yeah, just following these people, like their morning routine and then perhaps, I don't know, when the sun's up, that's when everyone's sort of uplifted and, and elevated and like, mm. I don't know, you see them smile or something like, yo, let's go, let's go win the day. Um, you could do something like that, bro. <laughs> so that's typically how like, yeah, our videos sort of come to life, bro. It's like it's the, wicked, bro. the business owner will say, we want to promote this or our staff or something and then they'll sort of go why don't you do this this and this so yeah um yeah yeah bro that's sort of how i'll go I through like it. that i like that but <laughs> yeah that, yeah that's sort of planning i suppose planning yeah. and then filming and then editing it's sort of like um yeah sometimes you don't know until you start editing how it's actually going to look sometimes like yeah. based on the song you pick um and then you might even throw in a voiceover as well so um, yeah, we might have that footage done, and then you might get old Tim O'Brookie as a David Attenborough saying, "These three creatures," or, you know, <laughs> something like that. You could, yeah. if you think of Under Armour and Nike and all those brands, bro. Like they've always got really cool, compelling stories in there, um, in their sort of campaign yeah, catalog videos. It's true, you do. Eh? It's yeah. always like a some some guy getting out of bed going for a run and going to the boxing gym or something yeah something like, like that bro <laughs> yeah yeah and then you've got, or they've got you know like someone that's um it's true i don't know in some way like um impaired like they might have an amputated leg or something but they're still yeah. getting up and doing yeah. it it's um a lot of that inspo one that i feel like connects more to say like our brand where i would sort of target towards and it's kind of like this it's what you're saying I think they do it really well, but it's not so much like I guess a storyline as in like an inspirational, like based on one person. Is that um is G'd up? Oh Watch yeah. Watch yeah. G'd up. Have you seen any of their stuff? I haven't. I've only just sort of come across it. I keep seeing them tagged in memes. Like oh <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah. But 
Yeah, what, what were you saying about them? Is their stuff quite... Yeah, but have a look at, how, like, the way that they market their clothes. Like, that's what I want to move towards because they're quite similar to us. Like, we do the... um. We moved away from it a little bit, but we're back to like the exclusive drops. Like, so they drop something, they don't bring it back, and so they make it very exclusive to buy. When when they drop, it's like gone, and then they drop again the, the following month, and they just do it like every month. Um, what do you love about oh the the way they like so they have like a, I guess I don't know what you call it, but like a, a release prom- promotional video for every drop. And it's like a different vibe to each one. So like um, there was one they filmed in like, they came over to Queenstown, bro, with like their G-Dub helicopter and like Fuck. it was like, yes, like snow gear and stuff. So like they made this Fuck. cool promo reel of like, um, of them like in the snow and shit like that. And that was like their drop video for that. And then the next month it was like this one where they looked like they were at this um, Spanish like, uh, I don't know what the I haven't watched the actual video yet I saw the behind the scenes But it seemed like Almost like Little like Drug cartel type vibes um, You know like a guy Like pretending to talk On like this walkie talkie When someone's walking in And like They're all at this compound And like the way The clothes are like um, You know like G'd up track suits Like You know like the Eshe kind of vibe Yeah um, And they do that stuff Really well Sick And they Love And that. another thing I've noticed They do is It's very like Um Methodical They do the same thing Every month Like They do the same giveaway They give away A thousand dollar voucher Two five hundred dollar vouchers so that Every month They do the same giveaway Then they do the same drop And it's just like Consistently That they change the clothes And the type of vibe Sick I it's, love that It's eh? cool bro It's really cool That's mean eh And I just think um, Like if it's not a story Like at least have a theme Yeah Like um, like you just sort of said, like that winter snow sort of that yeah. being a theme. I'm just thinking too, like what's trending now, bro. Like you mm. could do like a royal family sort of, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, like type video. Uh. Um, well, like if it's a varsity thing, you know, you get people at a college playing basketball, shit like that. Eh? Like yeah. having people in theme of, of your collection, I think, is another good way to do that. A eh? little bit of an inside scoop on our like what we're doing for our. F- so I think we're going to move to like at the moment like two, uh, two. Drops per um, season to start, so like a drop at the start of summer and then a drop mid summer. Um, but our first drop is going to be like it's very uh, boxing, boxing, uh, boxing vibe. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we've based it off a lot of our mood board was quite uh, this boxing club graphic and like yeah, just like I don't know. I'll show you it after. It's pretty fucking yeah. cool. Like the, the stuff's pretty cool. But, like, yeah, even just flickering through my head just then around, like, a release video was, like, a real bo- a boxing... You could do, like, a Rocky Balboa sort Fuck of... Fuck, bro. It could be cool, going. Eh? Get the song, too. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah. do, you, do you find, like, um, I don't know, because it seems that when they do their release videos, say, G'd Up, I'm using G'd Up, for example, because I think they're fucking really good at it. Um, they do, say, for, like, their... I think their release videos, they're usually doing, like, landscape in, like, a normal video, whereas, mm. like, I've always seen now that, like, Reels is, like, the best. Do you... What's the difference? What's Do you know there's their benefits to... Yeah, bro. Um, so, with the landscape video, basically, that's really... I guess it's that's probably bex, uh, best practice for your website, having a landscape video. Okay. Um, and then for YouTube as well, bro, like, it's good to have... 
a landscape video for those formats that are still traditionally. What about on Instagram? Because they're posting it on Instagram like that, I think. I feel like it's um, yeah, like it's still good to do that. I feel um, I would recommend you still doing that, but then having like your sort of other hype stuff in the reels format, like yeah. in portrait. I think when um, obviously when it's filmed in a landscape, you can see you can see more <laughs> of what the camera's seeing. I suppose like technically on your phone, you can't see as much, but if you rotate it, um, you can obviously see see it in full mm. full screen, but yeah, I'd say like it's good to have one landscape video for um, your website and that because the clothing label that we work for um, in their last campaign, we didn't do any landscape videos. And then when it got to the website designer, it was like, hey, where's the video that's normally in landscape? Oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it is good to have it um, for that reason. But yeah, for example, we just do one campaign video in landscape. And then we'll do about five reels that are all like scaled in and in that portrait format or filmed in portrait specifically for that. Yeah, what's do you find benefit in either of those two? Like, which one would you prefer? Would you prefer to just film it in portrait or um, what's the difference? I like to, I prefer to probably film it in landscape yeah. um, and then just scale in in the editing. Yeah. Um, as a Because if you film it in portrait, you can't <laughs> use it for landscape videos. If you know yeah. what I mean, because yeah, 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 it just doesn't go the other way around. So I feel like you're always best to best to do that. But um, if it's just like a a one shot reel, say if it's someone just walking into the frame and then walking out, I I would just film that in portrait because um, yeah, if it's specifically designed as like a a reel, like a one shot reel, then mm. yeah, just do that. But yeah, it's a bit of a mix, really, bro. It's sort of yeah. niggly these days because. You have to film in landscape and portrait and then edit videos in a landscape and portrait yeah. um, version. But that's just the nature of our game, eh? It's always evolving and changing. So, yeah, you just got to have, have to keep up and... Yeah. Um, yeah, seeing what the latest trends are and, and things like that, bro. Because I almost want to, yeah, like I always wonder, you know, whether or not to use like regular video landscape as opposed to like reels because I know reels is like you get more reach at the moment in terms of the algorithms on Instagram and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, even now, like, any video you post on Instagram is, is a reel now. So like, Really? Yeah, even if it's a landscape video, it still it goes in as a reel. Oh, I didn't realise that. Yeah, yeah. And I guess the reason why people pre- uh, prefer, like, a portrait video as the landscape is, like, if you're scrolling on your phone, um, your phone, obviously, a portrait screen... If your video if your video pops up and it fills up the whole screen, you're more likely to to yeah. watch it because you can see it. Whereas if it's if you're scrolling and it's a small chunk landscape video, yeah, um, you're probably going to see what's what's next underneath it. Yeah. So it's sort of like that game of like if you can take up more real estate on your mobile screen, you're probably more likely to retain and keep people's attention. Is there the same thing like that when it comes to like the first few seconds of a video? Do you like try and bait? is there a Thing you try to follow by that? Yeah, definitely. I eh? like um, trying to like identify what the video is going to be about in the first three to five seconds is definitely key. Okay. Like if you've got people talking, um, and this might not be specific for clothing, bro, but like, um, say if you're, I don't know, marketing a rooftop tent. Um, yep. 
So you in your first three or five seconds, you really want to, um, if you're doing a, a information-based video, you really want to say it at the start. Like, if you're looking at a rooftop tent for your car this summer, watch this, or it could be something like that. Yeah. But if they go like, I don't know, a branded intro, then a nice slow mo of the sun and some trees, and then a car moving, like it probably already that probably already takes six seven seconds for someone to try and figure out. Yeah. What is this right. about? But if you're sort of um, and that's sort of where TikTok is at at the moment. Like mm. you'll notice in a lot of those videos, either it's in text or someone talking. Like the first few seconds is like really specific about what the video is going to be about. So yeah, um, that's something I'm always conscious of. Like in videos, is like making sure in that intro that someone can understand um, what this video is going to be about, or if it's like an informative video, then it's trying to give them the solution at the front or at the start of the video like yeah. if you're looking for a rooftop tent here's three tips um yeah okay. you'll notice yeah. even luke kimi's bro the keep the change fella he's like he's so good at it yeah yeah his intros like he'll throw swear words in there yeah. but like he's just got his topic um or his hooks as, as i like to call it his yeah. hooks are really good so mm. Yeah, definitely. Um, the emphasis. Yeah, I rate the stuff he's doing at the moment. Eh? <laughs> so good, bro. It's yeah. good. It's a good, um, good angle. Like an accountant that you can relate to, I guess. Like he's being relatable in the way he talks to you, as opposed to like, like this is how to manage your zero account. Yeah, like, you know. Yeah, I think um, he just uses that right, that right terminology, eh, to relate to people. Like, if you got an accountant using fancy words for me, yeah. I'm always like, oh shit, I don't yeah. even wait, wait. What are they talking about? He's like, do you want to buy a house? Well, fuck you, stop buying dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, oh yeah, okay. See, bro, yeah, yeah. see, he's just bang on with it, eh? Like yeah. he hooks people in straight from the start, so he's sort of like, oh okay, what's this about? Yeah, yeah, no, I rate that. Um, obviously, bro. Last time we chatted, you talked in there. You dropped a little spiel about changing to my media, and now that's happened. Um, how's that gone? Is it have you found benefit in it? Yeah, bro. I think it's um, it's been huge for us. Like, to so when I say us, it's like me and my wife. Because I guess when we first when I first started, it was just sort of myself. So that's where our original name was just like something I thought up with. But it mm. was cool this time to like um together like going on it and think about what we wanted to um. What our next step was with our business, bro. Yeah, and so yeah, my media. I guess the oh, did, did I say that it was going to be called my media last time? Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah, just with the meaning, bro. The meaning behind it as well, like Maya. Re-explain that though. Yeah, so Maya pretty much is a translation of the word visibility in Te Reo Māori. Yep. Um, and it also means to like come into view, to surface, to unearth. It's like. All of those things that we help businesses do, bro, which is to be seen in the world through mm -hmm. our videos. So that meaning was really like crucial um, to us. And I guess with a rebrand or any brand, you know, there's some things like uh, some other key branding elements that you need to get right as well, which is um, your website, logos, uh, tone of voice. There's yeah, there's a massive list, you know, of things to do if you want to get your brand right and. Yeah, we, def we invested money into getting professionals to do all those things as well. So it wasn't just, you know, us trying to come up with a cool graphic design yeah. that looks like shit. <laughs> <coughs> um, or it wasn't us, you know, trying to 
design the website, which we've done before, like trying to design our own website. Um, just paying a professional to do it has, yeah, worked out really well. And I think oh, yeah? from an outsider looking in, it just looks a lot more clean and polished and um, still personal. But, yeah, it's been huge for us, bro. Yeah, it's been huge for us to, like, um, re-establish our re-establish our identity, especially here in um, Tauranga. So MyMedia.com. MyMedia.com. So it was real cool um, designing our website too. Like, it's one of those jobs too, especially with websites as well, that can be quite tedious as well when you're trying to think about what do I write, what do I showcase. But Mm. um, it was good when I got COVID. It actually made me take the time each day to to think about it. So, yeah, yeah, I'm really stoked with with the rebrand, bro, and how we've... um, Positioned it and, and you've grown a lot bro Since last time we chatted mm. what, How many clients Did you think you had On that time Shit It was probably 13 or 14 Or it might even be more Like 15 or something bro Which was um Pretty crazy But yeah Since then we've had Quite a bit of change Really like In some ways It's been like um, Readjusting The way we do things With some of our clients Yep Um. So for some of them, like one video a month, they were just getting too far behind. So we just changed them to like one video every two months. Yep. And um, we were also able to put our prices up as well. We just felt like um, the original price that we had some of them on like didn't reflect where we're at now and yep. the skills we have and um, what we're able to do. So yep. it was quite cool to do that. And we also changed our goal too, which our initial goal was to like have 20 clients. But... What we've found with that is, like, the more clients you have, like, the more meetings, the more, like, phone calls, organising. Yeah, the more that takes. But we sort of um, change it to a financial goal instead to be, like, what can we do with our clients to provide them them more value? So um, we've done some things like adding photography, adding, um, like, some elements of graphic design. So when I say that it's not actually coming up with a logo, it's more so, like, um, making a carousal or carousel, whatever you call it, making, uh, <laughs> making like you're the media guy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening. To you. Yeah, not the language guy, but I'll, <laughs> I'll wear both hats today. So yeah, things like that, bro. And like for some clients as well, we're we're doing their social media. Um, for some of them, they don't want to have to wrap their heads around how to work TikTok or. Oh, so you do that side of it as well. Yeah, yeah, we've started doing that for some clients, bro, which has yeah. been um, really cool. A lot of it's just posting our content that we make. Yeah. So it's not trying to bloody pull something out of yeah, their yeah. database. It's um, just utilising the stuff we've captured um, yep. and doing that for them. So um, It's handy to have too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's been the big change um, for us. And uh, I think we had a staff member when we last spoke too. She was doing like 10 hours yeah, part-time. But now she's just like casual. Um she was only doing 10 hours a week with us and yeah it just sort of didn't really work out too mm. much like she had a whole bunch of other stuff she was doing outside of our work as well mm. and um yeah sometimes it's just one of those things when you've got someone consistently like 10 hours a week um you know I had to take time to plan for her time as well yep. um so it was sort of on us really like I didn't really set up a 
an autonomous role, I suppose, for someone to take it and be able to run without needing my sort of organising help and support. But do, do you feel like, I don't know, did you feel like you tried to go too fast? Definitely, bro. I think I sort of fell into that trap of like, um, you know, if you're too busy, you need to bring in staff or like, yeah, trying to grow and, and scale just for the sake of it. And I think I sort of unpacked this last year too, bro. I almost wanted to have staff so I could tell other people like, yeah, I've got staff, bro. Mm. Yeah, there's, there's yeah, more than just me. Like yeah. I was sort of, I thought it was... Um, like a cool, proud thing to be like. Yeah. <laughs> bro, I'm fucking speak my language, bro. I've been through this in like the last year. The whole same situation, bro. I think trying to grow too quick and like where you're talking about like having heaps of clients, and I guess for me, where it, where it sort of is similar is that where I was trying to build our business in terms of like financially and things like that, it was also taking a hell of a lot more time. I didn't think about it in a way like how do I grow the business in the certain areas that I'm doing it as opposed to like trying to put my hand in way too many places to grow it where in return you fucking spend a whole lot more time on it. That's it, bro. You're so bang on, eh? And like I've been into it, bro. When you actually like sit down and think about, well, what can I do – yeah, more of like that I'm already doing. And for like some creatives and like myself too, sometimes it's just fucking charging mileage. Yeah. <laughs> like sometimes we just sort of throw in um, travel as well just because we want the gig. Um, but yeah, we sort of worked out too. If we charged mileage for like every job, like we could be making, yeah, so much more yeah. <laughs> money that we wouldn't need to chase that extra client. So yeah, yeah you become more powerful eh, if you sort of grow yourself and in, in, in what you do instead of trying to, um, grow and evolve into heaps of different things. That's it, bro. Hundred percent. What was your experience like having a? Because you had a creative, um, old Quinny. Quinn, yeah. He was with you for almost half a year, probably. Because that content was looking good, bro. It was looking yeah. really like clean, crisp, and sharp. Eh? What was that experience for you? See, what I realized is like, um, like you, I didn't need necessarily need to have him here and paying him like, you know, like to be here. To do that stuff and I can still use him in that in that way like still have creatives to be able to do that stuff you don't necessarily need it I didn't necessarily need to I guess have him in the office and doing that sort of thing and like you said I felt like I had way too much stuff on so like I tried to like offload some stuff I thought that was meaning that we were growing <laughs> and you know like I thought that was the next growth thing like you get a, you get a staff member on and, and probably a lot of it's to do with, I guess, you looking around at people around you and what they're doing too. I look at brands that I aspire to be like, and I see that they have staff members, and I and I and I see their journey. I look at YKTR for example, because it's a similar area for me, similar, um, yeah, thing. And I see that, like, you know, he got to a stage and then he hired a staff member, and then you know, and you try to follow that, and you're like, mm. oh, that might be, but that, their journey isn't necessarily yours. And you may be in one thing that I've had to like, you know, this year take a swallow a pride pill and be like, you're not at that level. Like you're not there yet. And like having it, trying to make our 
you know, investing a lot of time and money and stuff into making certain things look really clean, like our podcasts and things like that, like making it real look real crisp. And it's cool, but like I'm doing it because, you know, people in the same uh, genre are doing it and you're trying to, you know, stay on that level, but you're not on that level yet. Yeah. And just trying to focus on like staying in your lane and like focusing on building what you have. And like, for example, like this, like the podcast, like I've just taken it straight back to audio now. Like we've had, we had a little chat about it before. It was taking so much time and, and that like although it was cool to have the podcast looking really sharp and people would watch it and be like, fuck, the podcast has come so far and, and things like that. It's wasted time where time sh- I should have I should be investing in our money maker but our clothes. Like I suppose took the ball off, eye off the ball. Like that was that's what we are. We're a clothing brand. I stopped thinking about the clothes. I started thinking about all these other things that I could grow to make our business grow or look bigger or whatever it is. I forgot about like what's really important. Um, and I think, yeah, that's what like you sort of touched on there too. Like rather than trying to find a staff member that can offload you your time and things like that, focus on the things that you only need to focus on to grow and then maybe down the track that stuff will come. For sure, bro. Eh? Cause I, and, and I think um, – and it's one of those experiences that you don't know until you actually try sure, yourself to eh? until you get a staff member. Um, you know, and they're they're awesome and great. Like the staff member we had, she was like, she was the bomb, bro. She was real cool, real chill. Yeah. Um, great worker, solid as. But yeah, it was just sort of like that, not that trap, but yeah, just sort of being unaware of like why I was bringing yeah. staff on. And yeah, like you said, if you're sort of growing for the sake of growing or to tell others, yeah. Um, yeah, it's not until you go through that process that you go shit i'm just robbing myself of time (laughs) to make their time useful and yeah when you want to be working on the stuff you love yeah doing that gets old quick eh? trying to yeah and you know like i even like i just talked to you about the two drops seasonally um like i was fully moving we were fully moving to like one drop a month like and that is so time consuming to get that in place to have that going and then just understanding that like for me I was like we're not at that level yet like just bring it back focus on the quality focus on what you're always focused on bring it out not as regularly maybe even like we might only get one in in a season but focusing on it heavily and growing that and making sure that that's the best we can make it and then worrying about that later I think I got to yeah you get and again you only learn by doing it but you get too aspirational and you get too like, okay, we're on a roll here, we're on a roll here, now I've got to do this and I've got to do this and I've got to do this. When really what you just got to focus on is right in front of you, like just your bread and butter. For sure, bro. And and sometimes when you're by yourself too or like, you know, if you lessen the load of like the amount of people you're responsible for, um, I don't know, it's just you can be a bit more flexible with your own personal yeah. time, eh? Like yep. um, say if you wanted to take that extra day on a Monday to go and travel somewhere, like you don't have to worry about being here on Monday so that yeah. um, your staff can be yeah. um, looked after. And I think it's quite a powerful tool being able to be flex- flexible, eh, and being able to just sort of jump into whatever you want. So, um, yeah. If, you, if I was to give, you were to give your old self five things that when you started a business, if you could tell yourself five main points, what would you tell yourself? Sweet, bro. Um you might be able to help me with this too, but I feel like um, 
something I've been thinking about in, in the shower recently. Eh? Do you sort of get like that in the shower? You get mad ideas? Yeah, bro. This I've sitting there for way too long. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like the number one thing I feel like, um, and this is something that I feel like I did well, um, but I would definitely encourage it for other people. Um, but it would be to find find a mentor. So find someone that's um, might not be your brother or your dad or your cousin, um, but find someone that's actually doing it or has done it. And what I mean, doing it, it's you know, someone that's running a business or someone that's started a podcast and they're actually doing it. Um, so trying to find people that will actually have um, useful advice. So, for instance, with my mentor. Um, I sort of stumbled across him, bro, because um, I knew he, he was into marketing and at that stage I was sick of my nine-to-five job and I just, yeah, sort of took the balls one day to be like, like I'm going to go and tell him that <laughs> um, I've got a videography business and to sort of, and, and, uh, and ask him what would, um, I think I asked for his help on terms of like my branding, I think, something random like that. And then by just having that conversation, he said, oh, do you want to actually like leave your job and do this full time? And I was like, yeah, I'm actually really keen because I'm over my job. And um, he was just more than happy, bro, to sort of help me get up on my feet. So um, number one would definitely be like seeking out a mentor um, and making sure it's a good fit too. Like if you're using, I don't know, a friend or a family or, or someone that hasn't done it and you're using them, their opinion or their advice, um, I don't know, it just wouldn't, wouldn't be as credible as someone that's actually done it or doing it. <laughs> like I heard that example, um, uh, like Uncle Hemi, um, when you're trying to buy a house and you ask Uncle Hemi for advice, but he still lives in the garage at the back of your nan's <laughs> house. <laughs> that's exactly it, bro. So yeah, get a mentor that's not bloody Uncle Hemi. Yeah, and you should, Uncle Hemi. Yeah, and you should be safe. But um, yeah, with a the mentor, they'll sort of drive you down, you know, the the paths that you need to um, to go down. So, and these are some of them now that I'll sort of talk about, but. Yeah, if you get the right mentor, they should be able to help you with this. Um, some of them, they might it might cost to use them, or some of them might just be more than willing to give up their free time. And if, if they are, then you're super lucky. But you don't know until you ask. But number two would be, um, so your your product and your offering. So thinking about these together. So, and this is something that's worked really well for me. So. Um, I didn't get it right from day one, but what I mean by the product and the offering is obviously the product is what is it that you do? So for me, I was a video creator, so that was my product. And then the next thing um, was the offering. And that's where a lot of creatives get it wrong, I feel, is the offering. So um, as a business owner yourself, eh, bro, like if you asked me how much how much it was to get a video and I replied and said, oh, well, it just depends, bro, because... Um, my travel rate is this much, my filming rate is this much, my editing rate is this much. Um, and then I'll say, oh, we're going to have to have a meeting about it to sort of talk about what the video is going to require. Um, so in terms of that offering, like for you, does that sound a bit tedious? Like would you rather someone say, oh, sweet, yeah. if you want one video, bro, it's actually, we've actually got something. It's yeah. 500 bucks, um, which should be able to get your video. And in that you'll get your photo shoot and your editing time. Yeah. So I think the product and the offering is is key. So uh, really having a, true. yeah, really having a think about what your skill and your product is. So if you're a graphic designer, 
um, that's cool. But really honing in on like, how can I present this to someone to consume? So if you're a graphic designer, it might be like saying to a restaurant like, oh, um, do you want to do like, I don't know, some social media cartoon, like a cartoon series or something. If you're an illustrator and you can say, mm. one, I'll do one illustration per month. Um, and that way it's something that's consum- consumable for the business. Yeah. Like they go, oh, cool. So one, once a month we'll get an illustration from this graphic designer, which we can use, yeah. which we can use to post online and build like a, a fun cartoon series. I don't know. Yeah. It could be something like that. Um, so yeah, your product and offering is you, definitely to touch on that. You, I remember when I first talked to you about like how you would approach when I said about each time we drop clothes, like what we do, like we photos, still photos, product photos, and then like reels. Like okay, so like we would probably come up with like a package that you would use every time you dropped clothes. Yeah, like straight away, instantly in my head, I was like, ah, oh, that's easy. That's it. then I know like okay, it's gonna cost this much each time we drop clothes. This is how much it's gonna cost for our content. Yeah, basic, simple. Don't need a doesn't require a lot of variables and stuff. I just know for a fact like this is what it's going to cost me. That's it, Brian. Yeah, you may not get it like, um, like really bang on to be making you know like optimal bang for your buck. But as long as it's in within reason, uh, within reason, and you're getting it consistently, um, like that's a really good offering. And yeah. it's just like being at a restaurant too, bro. Like. Say if you went to KFC and on their menu all they had was just the single items, it'd be a nightmare of trying to actually choose yeah. what you want. But because they've got like their deluxe quarter packs or like their menus, yeah. um, not menus, yeah, their little packages, yeah. like it sort of makes you go, okay, well I, I sort of want, I'm sort of craving fried chicken or videos. <laughs> yeah. So I might want two of those and then some photos as well. So yeah, that sounds good to me. So yeah. Um, yeah, can't stress that enough. And you're not going to get it right from day one, like if you're just starting. Um, but if you're thinking about what's a simple, easy way that a business can consume my product, um, then yeah, that's a good offering. So I might have to make that one, two, and three. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't know sort of what four and five. I'll think about four and five. Um, Shower thoughts forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like because um, oh, it was five steps. Yeah, if I was going up my own again. Um, probably my mindset as well. Like yep. um, some of the things that I was consuming, I was a very big Grant Cardone consumer and he's like... Who's that? He's an entrepreneur, bro. He um, he does a lot of motivational stuff. He's sort of like a Gary Vee, but I'm trying to think what his business is. I think he's been like a massive real estate agent in the States. But okay. he sort of talks about massive action and... Um, yeah, a lot of the time from his the stuff I was consuming, it made me feel guilty that I wasn't doing enough yeah. in a day. So um, I think I would just be more aware of what I would be consuming as motivation. Um, there's definitely a lot of good... Like, you sort of pick and choose who you want to consume, right? Um, and then just being aware of who, who you're choosing to get your information and inspiration from. So, um, yeah, I'd go back and probably rewire that <laughs> to yeah. have someone that's probably a bit more realistic like Grant Cardone's probably like you know you should be working 12 hours a day doing massive action yeah which is great like it sparks you up but also it makes you feel like shit and guilty when um 
when you're not having a day mm. um, like that. So it's just trying to find um, – it could be a podcast, like a diary of a CEO. It's a great example. Like just finding a podcast that's a great fit for you. Because some people, they might like that whole take massive action, work 12 hours. Yeah. Some people probably love that shit. Um, and it works for them. So, yeah, just being aware of what I'm consuming and how that makes me um, sort of feel. Because even like last year, bro, when I was seeing a life coach, like I think a lot of what I was um, – a lot of what would stress me about the business and my work would be just feeling guilty, feeling like I'm not getting enough done, like just not <laughs> feeling satisfied. Holy accurate. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell. So you're reading my mind, bro. <laughs> But yeah, those are sort of the key things. But I'm just trying to think if there's a fifth one that I can um, that I can think of. But I think like we touched on earlier too, bro. Like just sort of really trying to stay in your lane. Um, yeah. Like it is cool to be useful to people by being able to sort of scratch on a few things. Um, but I feel like you've really got to hone in on the one thing that you're good at. And really make a name for yourself with that, and then yep. and then add on the, the other things that might roll with that. So, feel a lot about that too, actually. Like nailing your niche. Like uh, everyone wants to, I guess, be a one. Ah, uh, sorry, a um, jack of all trades. Where you where you can provide everything, and you're like, I can. And I'm very guilty of this. I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. But just like finding what you're good at, and just like nailing that, and being known for that. Is huge. It's and powerful. It actually, eh? Yeah, it's a lot more beneficial than being semi good at a yep. lot of things. <laughs> You're right, and like at my networking meeting this morning, bro, someone got up and spoke about their business, and bro, they had a massive list of things they did, and I can't even remember now yeah. <laughs> what they actually offered because there was so much, and I'm like, yeah. and it's almost questionable. You're like. Like if you're doing that much, like what are, what are you actually like yeah. good at or like um yeah, just really sort of honing in on that that one thing that sets you apart eh, from everyone yep. else. Um yeah, it's just crucial. Sort of like um the the more you add, the more difficult it is to decide. Eh? It's like yeah. Netflix trying to pick a movie when there's so many to pick from, you end up picking yeah. nothing. So relate in related in relation to clothes, bro, for me, like I I have been guilty of this too to like I like quite um, minimal clothes too. Like, and so we try to move a lot more minimal um, vibe, which is fine, which is all good, and I think there's a space for it. But something that I think we've built a, a name for ourselves, known for, is quite graphic stuff. I think that's when people think of one three eight, they think of like our logo tees and our Save the Elephant tees that we've made, and like just these tees and in these hoodies and stuff that are like quite graphic. And we moved away from that. When to build something that I thought was also like you know in as well, or because I enjoyed wearing those sorts of clothes, so I thought it was in, and um, as opposed to just like fuck nailing my niche because I know that that's like that's where we've built a platform where people know us for that. You have that space for that at some point, but like that's where we've in this. Um, I'll show you at the summer collection. We're going back to our exclusive drops because that's what sold for us, man. That, that was what people really bought into the exclusive. Get it, it's gone. We're not dropping it again. And graphic, graphic designs. And I'm gonna gotta make and I gotta make a shout out to the guy that designs our clothes, uh, Zeke Crawford. He lives in um, Melbourne. He's a graphic designer I work with for a lot of our collections. So I pay him like a like we said, like collection rate. And we come up with like six to eight designs every collection. 
Um, I pay him that price every time we get every time we design. I send him a mood board of stuff I like. He sends me back a massive mood board. I circle things that I like, and then we go from there. Um, yeah, he's come back to his first concepts thing is to come back to me yesterday or two days ago, and I fucking was like, yeah, this is us, like, yeah, you know, you know when you just know, like, you're just like, I was just like, shit, this is us, like, this is what we're known for, like, this sort of thing. So I'm excited to bring that back again and just to like bring our niche, like, come back into our niche where people, what people knew us for, and yeah, it's okay. Yeah, goes without saying, like, yeah, if you're knowing. Um it's e- easy to be known for, you know, like one thing, eh, rather yeah. than... Um, 100%. Sparsed out. You look at the, like the, say, like the G-Dup guys, like predominantly they're known for their hoodies. Like they have that G-Dup across the front with the mm. G and the P on each side and um, they do the exclusive drops every time, but not a lot changes. Like they change the colours, they change the... Uh, sometimes they change the materials of what they use um, and then they use the jackets and things like that as well on the odd occasion, but like... They know what their niche is, and so they smash that because they know that's what their demographic likes. It's good, eh? Yeah. And it's the same for us, man. Yeah. Give the people what they want, man. 100%, <laughs> bro. And that's like the uh, Bun Leng, when I got him on the potty, like he said a cool thing that's always stuck with me, and he said, Your vibe attracts your tribe. Mm. And so, like, what you've built over a certain period of time, what you've been good at has now developed a. I guess a demographic catered towards what you were good at. So people that are on there following you are always going to be what you were good at because that's what attracted them in the first place, if you know what I mean. Yeah, 100% pro. And those, although there is a space for the minimal, for the that sort of thing, those people follow the minimal and things brands because that's where that, that was built. I'm not yep. saying that you never change and you have options for both, but... Yeah, it's just something that I've come across in probably the last six months that um, that I wanted to make a change in. Nice, bro. And that's probably the same as well, eh, for like, um, for like personal branding and personal profiling too, yeah. eh? Like, I'm probably a an example of like of like a bad example for like my personal branding, like that I want to sort of push and drive. Like, some people might I don't know might come across my Instagram and go, well, what is this guy doing? Is he making skits or is he running a <laughs> business? Is he trying to be a motivational <laughs> speaker? Is he a traveller? Like, yeah. I've just got, I haven't, fuck, I, <laughs> I don't know what my sort of yeah, thing okay. is, but whereas, like, in contrast, like, and this is where, like, my wife has probably started to make some good traction with um, just being really specific with her content and, mm. like, um, you know, like, putting putting up the stuff that's within her sort of niche, which is, like, travel, fashion, um, accommodation, like sort of a blend of, of all of that together, yeah. which has been really cool and a good eye-opener for me to be like, if you sort of, you know, drive the one thing or drive your niche, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, people will people that like that will, you know, be attracted to it and come along, whereas I'm probably getting it wrong because I'm sort of dabbling in <laughs> all sorts of shit and I feel like... You I finally d- started that podcast, eh? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I... Um, I started out that podcast for creatives, as I thought. Um, I feel like that's probably going to be sort of my niche. Um, I don't know if that's like being a voice for creatives, like yeah. Um, but yeah, I sort of wanted to do that to sort of bring up my own profiling, but also um, just having great conversations with other creatives that can either um, inspire the next person to start up their creative business or. Um, 
yeah, it just sort of inspires myself. But like, if I could grow that podcast into something that, um, that is known like really well, like who knows where where that could sort of be yeah. be taken, bro. So, but it all comes with time and effort, mm. eh, bro? It's easy to. Did you borrow the kit? Or yeah, yeah. Um, so shout out to uh, the Potama. Oh <laughs> the yeah, Potama of course. Grunt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so if you're a multi business owner. Definitely recommend getting amongst us if you're listening because um, yeah, they can fund up to ten thousand dollars of equipment and yeah, I just sort of went for a podcasting kit and um, yeah, yeah, it's good fun, bro. It's cool. It's um, I'm definitely learning heaps. Like yep. I'll listen back to my potties and go, man, I say like um, and so yeah, I say that so much, but it's cool because I can listen to it and go right, like I want to work on that and try and be more clearer mm. and um, simple with. <laughs> With the way I talk, so. And what's cool is people see growth and, like, that's, I reckon, what people get attached to as well. Like, people see your story and they see, like, that you weren't perfect at the start and where, how far you've come. And, like, I, li- I, li- I listened to the first podcast that I ever did. Like, if you scroll up, <laughs> whoever's listening, you scroll up to number one and two and shit, holy fuck, <laughs> it is <laughs> terrible, bro. It's so bad. It sounds so scripted and, like, I sound so, like, yeah, it's just it's not good, bro. <laughs> it's not good. There's no there's no flow. There's no like it was very like I had a set thing of how many what things I wanted to ask them and so they would answer a question I'd be like, Yeah, yeah, cool bro. So and, and then I'd say the next one just so like because I just wanted to get through what bro, the, Yeah. That's me at the moment, bro. That's weird, it's tough. And what I've actually found, um little tip that I learned from um from watching Joe Rogan actually, is he Goes in no script, nothing, no points, and it's daunting at the start because you're like, mm. "Fuck, like, what yeah, happens yeah, if yeah. I like?" And to be honest with you, I try and come in as least prepared as possible, which is weird. But like, I try to come into this podcast here without even thinking about things to do with you. Yeah, I just try and not even think about it because I want it to all come to me as it's happening, mm. and I start asking you questions. So what he does is he had a blank piece of paper sitting next to him, and he actually gives one to his guest. And what they do is like. Every time he thinks of something when they're talking, he writes it down. He doesn't interrupt them because he does. He wants them to finish what they're saying, but he also doesn't want to keep thinking about it because I, I was guilty of this. Ah. I'd think about it over and over in my head so I don't forget it because I want to ans- ask you it. Yeah. I'm not actually listening to what you're saying. So write it down, keep listening to what he's saying, and then we might keep talking and back and forth, back and forth, back and forth mm, for a mm. while because we're talking about something. And then I go, okay, well, like, there's a, there's a segment like we stopped talking. Then I go, yeah. So what do you reckon? Like, and then I mm. and then I bring back the point. It's handy and Suck. it keeps it very flowy and very like like because Joe yeah. Rogan's the king at that. Yeah, yeah. Just conversations. Man, I'm definitely gonna do that because I felt like in my first couple of podcast episodes. Yeah. Um, like if I'm just yarning, if I have to make conversation with something like or with someone i yeah. could keep going at them for like hours like yeah. just probing them with questions yeah as soon as i come in super planned i get a bit like awkward and very like robot-y about it yeah, or like bro. Um, it is, it's true not actually listening i'm just sort of like searching for my next question yeah. and then doing that so honestly um but yeah it's just one of those things i guess that's probably where we're both sort of similar to bro where we're um happy to sort of throw ourselves into whatever yeah like Blindly, well, not blindly, but you know, we'll throw ourselves into something, um, even if it makes us uncomfortable. But That's know that, thing. yeah, eventually we'll get better at it, and there'll be um, hopefully some fruits to be had. <laughs> yeah, bro. Because <laughs> even you know, like by having, because I I honestly believe that as well. 
um, conversation. Like it's an art, bro. It's a skill, and even to make someone feel comfortable, so they open up like it's not a podcast, you know. So you sort of me, me. I'm sitting here with you, and we're yarning, and you sort of almost forget that we're like on microphones or and stuff like that. You kind of just yarning to me, and then you get the best out of it, eh? Like you don't yep. get the scripted answers you don't get to thank the ladies in the kitchen uh, yeah. thank the Lord for the <laughs> sunny day today you don't get that shit like you get yeah. the real raw honest thoughts and they don't close their mind up because they're not thinking of oh what do I say what do I say they just talk off the bat I think it's important it's un- unfiltered and yeah that's just yeah great conversation so hopefully bro I'll be able to um get much much better at it that'll be wicked bro I haven't I need to listen to it yeah, well, I've got a couple of cool guests coming um, coming up, bro. I've got Jordan Kahu. Um, oh, that, that'll be fucking cool, man. He's full-time creative now, which is sick, bro. Um, Chur, eh? Chur? Chur Media? Chur, Chur Media, yeah, yeah. Um, and then um, Timmy Cossins from, he does the Warriors content, bro. Okay. Like their content's been yeah. on fire this year. And I think he even got into Queensland camp to do content for them oh, too. Shit, so, yeah. He's someone that I'm excited to have on. Um, another guy as well, uh, Blake Weston. He does um, Weston design. Oh, man, they're really good, eh? Yeah, so he does like the Hurricanes, the All Blacks, Wellington Lions, Warriors. Bro, he's fucking had some major teams. Um, graphics. So, yeah, I've got some really cool guests, bro, that, that are going to come on, and um, I can't wait to sort of, yeah, um, dig into it, dive in. Like, I want to hear about some of the... Um, I don't want to know financial things, but just sort of what their um, agreements are, what their situation is with some of these um, yeah. cool organisations. So, yeah, yeah, I, I, saw, I sort of knew that if I can get some good guests on board, like I'll be able to sort of... Yeah. I'd love to know what coin they're on if you can <laughs> throw that question in. <laughs> I'll have to put up a Q&A <laughs> send them through, anonymous. Just like no questions, eh? Oh, um, he wants to know how much money you're making. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just drop it in there. I will, bro. Right in there. 70 minutes, bro. Sure, man. 70 of the best. All right, nearly 80 minutes. I better let you go because I know you got something on about one o'clock, eh? Yeah, bro. Yeah, no. It's um, been, been a good yarn, bro. Yeah, thanks for coming in, brother. Appreciate your time. No and always good catching up. Um, and yeah, we'll always run it back. We'll run it back again. Have to, bro. Have to do that video idea we spoke about. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Fuck. That's actually such a cool idea, man. Boxing idea. We even had the like thought of like. Um, it was actually the designer's idea. He had a thought of like a because you know how we do like the um, events at the end of each year. We usually do like a some a Christmas like you you came and did, made that video for us, which is fucking wicked. Um, making the event to drop the boxing stuff as like a um, corporate boxing night, like as a drop, and all the boxers come out wearing the clothes and like Sick. something real different. Yeah. Um, don't know if we'd be able to like logistically organize that in time, but. It would be a fucking cool idea. True. I know um, there's a couple of people from Bout doing a fight in November, bro. So um, oh. maybe you should try and link up with the event organisers. I think Esty and Kane know them pretty well. But there you go, bro. I'll be there anyway, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shit. All right, bro. Safe, bro. Awesome to catch up, man. Shot, Kazzy.